We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. One o'clock hour here on Cody and Gold. We'll get to What's Your Fantasy? 913-586-7610. That's coming up in about 15 minutes or so. What's your fantasy? Fantasy football playoffs right around the corner. Any fantasy that you have a question about? That's what we're here for. More follow-up to what occurred in our bullpen area earlier this morning. All that. All, all that's on the table. Find out if Nick gets in trouble with HR for filming a coworker. Yeah, if you know what, actually, Why just to make... Why are you guys make, even speaking just, that into existence? Just to, <laughs> just to make things easier for us as a, you should a probably show. Just, and when I say us, I mean Cody and I. If you, if any of you have ever produced a show before, go ahead and just email us your resumes, just just in case. There is no way I'm getting fired for this. Don't say I don't that. even like being talked about. I don't <laughs> even like that being discussed. You're firing? Then, But you're not deleting the video, so you're obviously no. not that worried. Okay, well, then you're not worried. No. This is like a Justin Reed situation. I would take it as far as to say I would I would get fired before deleting the video. You're oh. willing to say that far? <laughs> yeah. You get pulled in the office and say you can either yeah. delete that video or get fired. You're going to yeah. hold the on video the video? Stays. The video stays. <laughs> I you know you're what? fine as long That's as he doesn't me go. That's standing up for the rest of the employees in this building. It wasn't a shared space at the office. And as long as he doesn't go and make a big deal about it to the boss, boss, then I think you're fine. Come at me, bro. Come at me. <laughs> but you better come strong. I like the idea of you two having you guys to sit square in mediation. <laughs> you guys square <laughs> off. Sitting in a room together. We've never said one word to each other. You guys square off at the company Christmas party next week. <laughs> karaoke, squaring off. One man enters. That's right. Two man enter, even. Whoever wins the vote is, is stay keeps their job. Moves. Whoever wins the karaoke competition <laughs> gets to keep their job. I got this in the bag, baby. <laughs> well, we've never heard him sing. We don't know. He might be great. He might be great. He might even play guitar. That's why the fingernails got to be clipped. Just make sure there's no in- yeah. issues. Might be a great guitarist. Might be something <laughs> like that. No right. way there's more than one. Because we know that Grayson over there plays guitar. There's no way there's like more than one guitarist over at that station, know, right? And Parks used to play. What are the odds that they got three people who can play a musical instrument over there? Hmm. I don't know. Seems too low. <laughs> As if Cody didn't get fired for gum bucket, I'm sure Nick <laughs> is safe. You're probably right. You're probably right. Uh, so we will get to what's your fantasy. Also, the morning show just continues to take a shot at our producer, Nick. So we will defend Nick, at least in that regard. Thank you. I haven't heard the audio, though. So we'll see. Maybe there's some truth in it. I don't know. We were, we were told there's some new audio. We'll hear that coming up a little bit later on. But it is kind of interesting if you look at the Chiefs and, and two likely opponents in the playoffs that the Chiefs are 1-5 against the Bengals and Bills in the last 15 months. We know this football team doesn't lose many games. And the Chiefs are winning 12-plus games a year. They've hosted four straight AFC title games. So you're going to play more games than anybody else has in football over the last three or four years. I mean, that, that is the case. 
And, and you're going to play more good teams than anyone else in football because you have title, a first yeah. place schedule. First place schedule, and you're just if you're going to talk about the playoff losses, the playoffs, yeah. I mean, it's unless you think they're going to four straight Super Bowl, they're, you're going to lose to someone in an AFC title game if you get there at some point, and they have. And that team that is in there as your opponent likely is playing pretty damn good football themselves. Uh, example A, last year, Cincinnati. But the last two years, 0-3 against Cincinnati, 0-1 against Baltimore, 1-2 against Buffalo, 1-1 against Tennessee. I really do think a lot of this is just that you are going to play extremely talented football teams if you're playing and deep in the postseason as the Chiefs But you're are. not in any way concerned that their record against the top four, the teams with the four best records in the AFC over the last two years. Yeah. The Chiefs currently have two wins in those games and seven yeah, losses. Yeah, it's, it's kind of bizarre. One but and I would five say, against definitively the two yeah. best teams over those last couple of years, which is the Bills and Bengals. My only thing I would say is only one of those has resulted really in them missing the Super Bowl. It was the AFC title game. Like the other ones, a lot of them are regular season games. So the the Cincinnati one, that's the one that matters. That one prevented you. And if you would have told me they were would beat Cincinnati one more time and it was last year, we'd be talking about the Chiefs going to another Super Bowl. So the regular and season And their record ones, would get better because they would have beaten y- Buffalo in that postseason as well. C- correct. And like the regular season, I mean, a lot of these still are regular season games, right? I mean, yeah, we're talking a, a good about majority of them. I mean, Two of the three against Cincy are regular season games. Oh, and five games. in the regular season games against Cincinnati and Buffalo yeah. in the last two years. Yeah, which is just like, what? Like, but as long as, if, if they can find a way to beat one or both, there's a good, they're not going to make it through this postseason without having to play Buffalo or one of the two, if not both. That right? would take would, a miracle. It would take Miami knocking off I think one that's of the why I don't like it. I understand that you're saying, like, we're looking at a two-year sample size, and one year it didn't cost him going to the Super Bowl, and the other year it did. And I understand you'd be like, okay, so 50-50 shot. But they, you know, in that in that other year, they waited until they only had to face one of those two teams, and they waited until the AFC title game to do it. And I still think there's a pretty good chance that you'll have to face both Cincinnati and Buffalo. And it's asking you to beat both of those teams. And you, you know what it is? I don't think they match up well with those teams. I don't think it's an accident that they're losing to them. I'm not saying that the Cincinnati or the Bills are definitively a better team than the Chiefs week to week against most common opponents in the NFL. That's why the chiefs finish at the top all the time, right? That's why they end up hosting every single AFC title game versus having to go on the road against somebody, but against those two teams specifically, they seem to have an advantage in how they match up when playing Kansas city. They, whether it be the talent, like we talked about with Cincinnati or the way that the bills operate and some of the talent they have offensively, there are trouble when facing those teams. And I lumped in a couple of other teams you would think would be considered top AFC teams, and it's not like it doesn't get any better. I'm not saying it definitively washes out their chances, because it's hard. <laughs> because if I say, hey, they're bad against good teams, and you're like, well, then how have they hosted four straight AFC title games? Yeah. Those two things don't compute. But I think when you're talking about playoff runs, it's a fairly easy thing to say, well, this if it stops them two years out of three, you're going to feel a little bit definite about this record next year, aren't you? Because I think what I can do is I can wait one more year. They lose to one of those two teams, one of these three or four teams, right? Cincinnati, Baltimore, Buffalo, or Tennessee. They lose to one of those four teams in the playoffs this year. I really only think it'd be Baltimore or or, or Buffalo or Cincinnati. And and they lose another regular season game, and we're talking about them being two and nine against those teams in a three-year span. Then, yeah, I think that it's very real to bring up. I'm willing to wait one more year of sample size to be panicked. Like I, I, 
I get it, but I guess my thing would be if, if you told me that loss happened wild card weekend, way different feeling than if you told me the loss happened AFC title game. If they, if the Chiefs were to, sure. to host another AFC title game and they lose, and if they're hosting their fifth straight AFC title game and they lose, I'll say the NFL, like, it's not supposed to be easy. You're not supposed, well, they're supposed to go to Super Bowls every single year. I think there's, it depends on when it comes, Cody. Like, if, if you tell me they lost in a wild card round game to Cincinnati again, or somehow the seeding works out to where they got to play Buffalo in the wild card round and they lose, that's more of a, uh oh, hey, it's preventing you from even advancing. In the, far in the playoffs, if they host an AFC title game and lose, we're all going to be bummed out and disappointed. But I don't think I'll say, oh my gosh, what is wrong with this football team? They lost in their fifth straight AFC title game. Like, I'll just be like, it's, it's just, it's, this, is, this is the NFL. It's not supposed to be easy. This team, ha- if it's Cincinnati, we'll continue to say this team has your number. But if Buffalo were to beat you in an AFC title game, I would say, well, it was kind of bound to happen at know, some point in the but playoffs. At some point like, you, like because they're so talented and they're doing things historic, like going hosting five straight AFC title can be historic. Yeah. Well, then you're coming up empty. You're supposed to get past these teams more often than not. Cause you're in this game more often than not. You'd be like, well, they went to two Super Bowls. Like, well, you're supposed to go to more. Well, that's just, you're that's in this where, AFC title game where, every year. That's where the, the disappointing thing comes into, yeah. into play. I mean, we, we all know before the season started, we, we had talked about the Tyreek Hill trade and the notion of how all in are the chiefs compared to Buffalo. We now learned today, Von Miller, of course, is out for the season with an ACL injury. And the idea, like the chiefs are in the exact same spot virtually. They were a year ago at this time. And this was supposed to be the year where they were taking Down. a step back. Yeah. And they, we think they're set up better for the future than these other teams. Now, I would argue Cincinnati's pretty damn good for the future as well until they have to eventually live without Boyd and Higgins. But that's still years down the road because we know they're going to pay Jamar Chase in a couple of years. But they're, they're in a window, Cincinnati, where it looks like they're, they're still going to be able to have another two, three years of, of not having to fork over much money for any of those guys. Um, and so that's why the, that, that's why we can, I'm sure we'll have the conversation heading in the postseason. Like we'll be viewed as a failure if they lose in the AFC title game. I'm sure that I'm sure that'll be a conversation that comes of up. Um, yeah. And it's, and it's a fair one, but I just remember what we were all saying heading into this season a- as well. Like, and what the national narrative was as well. If the chiefs host another AFC title game, I don't think it'll be an utter failure if they were to lose an AFC title game. By the way, a little injury update for this upcoming game. Cortland Sutton dealing with a hamstring injury and is considered unlikely to play this week versus the Chiefs, according to head coach Nathaniel Hackett. So for a team that already can't score, they're just going to lose their number one wide receiver. So Jerry Judy's all they got, right? Basically. I stopped. I thought we were going to know a lot about the Broncos by the end of the season, paying close attention, anticipating this game, and uh, no, no, no. I just stopped paying attention to the Broncos like after like five or six weeks. I mean, they're never on TV, and they shouldn't be. They are un- They actually have been on TV, and they're uninteresting. Say they've been on quite a few primetime games. They just but, got you know, flexed but it's the, it, Well, and it's a conversation we've had where I choose me versus watching a primetime game that includes the Broncos. I will choose any other activity. Yeah. Besides watch a primetime game that involves the Denver Broncos. I'm like, I'm not going to do that. What about this Thursday? That's not how I'm going to spend my evening. What about this Thursday? You got the the Rams and Raiders on Thursday night football, baby. Oh, yeah. I mean, at least the Raiders are playing good football. And if for some reason Baker started, maybe that would be weirdly interesting. There is actually a chance he could start, despite just arriving two days before or three days before. That would add a little intrigue. That'd be kind of interesting. Yeah. I mean, at least there's something there. But it's like five weeks before we got to worry about the Raiders and their postseason chances. So it feels a little early to be paying attention to them, too. All right, let's get to what's your fantasy here on Cody and Gold. 913-586-7610. Your fantasy football questions, any fantasy questions that you have. Let's start things off from the 785. Van Jefferson, Hollywood Brown, 
or Robert Woods for fantasy this weekend? Ooh. I would say, ooh, hopefully these are, you have other injuries? Is there, a, is there you got a bunch of buys? Can uh, you the, quit? My answer is Hollywood Brown, by the way, but ooh. Mine is two. Ooh. <laughs> I would say Hollywood Brown as well. You know that team's going to throw the ball. He was going off before he got injured, but it'll be interesting to see what the offense looks like with both he and DeAndre Hopkins on the field at the same time because we haven't seen that yet. Seems like that would only serve Hollywood Brown well to have somebody else taking a little heat off of him. But he was getting like 17 targets no, in some games, like 15 targets. But he was so. a viable fantasy option in Baltimore. Well, I mean, you was... know, Van Jefferson, so you don't feel good about that. Are you kidding me with that offense? Especially no. if even. I mean, about, we don't know who's going to play quarterback yeah. on Thursday. I'm not living that life. Seems too risky. I think Hollywood Brown is what I would do. For a lot of people, this is the last week of the regular season, gearing up for the fantasy playoffs. Who do you think is the player? Because every single year you get to the end of the fantasy mm-hmm. season, and then it used to be Matthew Barry who would come out with the stuff. Uh, players most likely to be on championship rosters. Oh. Who do you think those guys are going to be this year? Jalen Hurts. Yeah. I Probably start there, right? I He's still playing. think Josh Allen's an answer to that question as well. Yeah, that's probably fair. Usually it's the guys where you get insane value on Tyreek Hill. There aren't a ton of those dudes this year. Well, right now, if Josh Jacobs keeps this up, he might yeah. be. He yeah, might, yeah, that's he a good could one, end actually. up being the answer where you're like, what? And now he's the leading back in football in terms of rushing yards. That guy wasn't drafted very high. And in the last month, he's probably won you quite in the last three, four weeks. He's he's won you your fancy matchups. I mean, the guy had, what, 40 points not too long ago. I mean, he's he's probably won you a couple Problem games. Is, Tony Pollard stretch. probably won you a couple of games, but you're not going to get to start him in the postseason. It'd be like, that, why not? Well, I mean, just not the same. He's not, uh, not start him in the postseason, but it's not like the same as having, I guess, in my opinion, like those Austin Ecklers or those backs you know are going to put up from, stats kind of uh, no matter what. From the 913, I'm not asking you guys for your fancy advice anymore. You all told me to start Justin Herbert last week over Jalen Hurts. <laughs> Hurts, I was, I didn't, I was gone. by 20 on my bench, and I lost my oh, game by Nick, four you know points. Like this. No, I didn't. I said start Hurts every week. I said Hurts is the number two quarterback I in fantasy. I think I said to start Herbert last 913 week. 9-1-3 guy. Dude, I told you to I start Hurts. Hear. I told you. Hurts is automatic start. Do you know who's been so the— they, they listened to me, not you. That was a mistake in that scenario. Do you know who's been the single <laughs> greatest the single greatest value pick for fantasy this year, I think? Jamal Williams. Yeah. <laughs> Just got for 13 no, touchdowns. And, and like, where touchdowns. you dra- And you didn't have to draft him anywhere high. He was just like available no. at any point. Like he didn't, he wasn't even like in some leagues, he was like barely drafted. And he's, you know, he's got touchdowns every single week in perpetuity. Someone says Kenneth Walker or Ramondre Stevenson. Well, Kenneth yeah, Walker's Kenneth Walker was hurt. Yeah. No, he's, but he's been great. Currently questionable. Oh, oh they're answering the question. That yeah, you answering gotcha. the question about. I was which like one Kenneth Walker's. Oh, oh, okay. That makes more. I'm like this week he's hurt. I yeah. get. I get what they're saying. If you're saying. asking who to start, then yeah, start Stevenson. If you're saying those are guys who stole a fantasy league for you, then Ooh, absolutely. This is a tough one from a uh, from the six six zero PPR league. Mahomes against the Broncos, great defense, or Tua against the Chargers. Tua. Two was coming off his worst defend. game of the season. I know, but I think it's good. But the Chargers got defense. Got tackle he, left, he left the game late. I don't know what yeah. his – does he have any injury designation this I'm week? I'm not sure yet. Uh, yeah, they actually said he's questionable technically. He didn't practice today. That feels like an tough. evergreen Broncos, statement. Broncos defense is legit. <sighs> this uh, might be a game-time decision. If Tua plays, I think I would play him just because I'm not sure. But I don't know, man. Mahomes likes sticking it to Denver, doesn't he? 
Yeah, Mahomes is the maybe league the injury, MVP. Maybe he has 30 passing touchdowns. I think it's just automatic start. I don't care who he's playing against. A little update on our guillotine league as well. We know the Cody and Gold guillotine league. It's getting down to crunch time in this one. This is the last week before the rosters lock. For those of you that have played, you know that there comes a point in time in the, the guillotine league season where the roster completely uh, shuts down. Yeah. Casey uh-huh. Kurt is in position to win this thing again. He has $200 left, $207 left. He has the he's the with the fourth highest scoring team in our league. But Joe Buck yourself is is still around. The price is right. Better cook than Cody is still around. Ugh. Casey Cook and kicking it with Kareem. Those are the teams that are all still. So someone says their fantasy to still be in the guillotine league. Yeah. Um, from the nine one three. By the way, nine. Uh, <laughs> Chris Godwin cost me in a guillotine league too. Nine one three five eight six seven six ten. This is what's your fantasy? Send us all your fantasy questions. This one's for you, Alex Gold. You're sitting in a circle. Nick, Cody, Dusty, and Bob Fesco oh are also in the circle. You must spin a bottle. Who do you hope it lands on? <laughs> Nobody. No, that's not how it works. That's not how spin the bottle works. You have to choose who you hope it lands on. It lands on someone. Who do you want to kiss the most out yeah. of me, Nick, Dusty, or Bob? I'm not answering that question. You have to. <laughs> no, you I, have I, to have a preference. I don't. I don't. So actually. you want to kiss us all the same. I, I don't have a preference. <laughs> Equal amounts. <laughs> Disgusted all the way around. Uh, <laughs> I hope that bottle lands on another shard of glass and it breaks. That's what I hope happens. <laughs> uh, from the 913, is Pacheco a solid Running back from here on out, from a fantasy perspective, can he, you trust yeah. Isaiah Pacheco? Absolutely. He's not going to get the catches that Jarek McKinnon. Honestly, both have some fantasy value. Ooh, I can't roll with McKinnon, though. That's, no, that's no, I'm saying, I said have some fantasy value. Depending on your running back situation, you can make an argument for some random yeah. spot stuff. For, but Pacheco is the lead back. He's mm-hmm. getting 13 to 17 carries per yeah, game, he, and he's getting some of the red zone looks. So if I would think so. Maybe a great flex. Like If you have a flex, that's where I, I wouldn't want him as my number one back on my fantasy team, but if, if, he, if Pacheco's a flex option, that's a great flex What option. do you think happens once Clyde comes back? I think Pacheco's still the guy. Yeah, at They were point, already moving towards that before the injury, and now there's been no reason to move back based on his performance. If Clyde continued to stay healthy, I think we saw before he got hurt in that game, they were, the very, it, they were still rotating Clyde in, and then he got hurt, and now I just don't think they're going to go back to – that rotation as much. I think when you miss four weeks of the season and you wonder with the Melvin Gordon signing, if Clyde's not going to be out longer than even the four weeks. Someone said Damian Pierce or Jamal Williams. I've been so wrong on Jamal Williams every year and when to start him because the answer feels like it's supposed to be Pierce. So probably just start Jamal Williams. Pierce has not been good the last three weeks, man. That Texans team, they've been so, he has not really done a whole lot. This past week was better than the prior two weeks. He was held with no points, essentially. Turns out when you can't do anything else on offense, running game gets significantly easier to shut down. Jamal Williams has been about a sure score, and since week like I six, I think Cody likes Jamal Williams. <laughs> Dude, the Lions have uh, we top get it, man. Seven or eight offense in the NFL. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Four like, points. how many times are you gonna bring up Jamal Williams? You know, it's because Cody drafted him. That's why <laughs> he's not on my gear. He wasn't on my gear team. He was on one of your teams, wasn't he? I thought uh, you had. Jamal oh, you know, Williams. maybe he was guillotine. on the gear team league. The, the, I don't know. I've had the so media fantasy teams, but just that one. <laughs> Oh, man. Hell, still hey, this, has Jamal Williams scored a lot of touchdowns yes, this year? Yes, I've heard. I've I don't heard. remember how this many. Is becoming, like Robert Quinn. This is becoming a Robert Quinn situation. You were the one who said how many touchdowns he scored. But I just was answering your question. Oh, man. That's what's your Should fantasy. Should the Chiefs sign him next year? That's, that's what's your fantasy. God, no. the, the free agent running back pool is nuts next year. Like, the amount of talent. It's insane. It's a bad year to be a free agent running back in terms of, like, money going to be dealt out. There's so many. Go look up the free agent running backs. It is insane. Heading into next offseason. A lot, lot of options. Chiefs should get a mega deal to one of them. Yep, definitely. Give a mega deal to one of them? Mm-hmm. By All the right, way, let's... mega deals for running backs are great, too, because they're like five years for $12 million. That's a mega <laughs> deal for a running back anymore. So 
we know there's been a feud going on between Nick and the morning show. And we were presented with some new evidence. We meant to get to this yesterday. We unfortunately didn't have time. So there's more shots fired. Is that correct, Nick? From Bob Fesco, Josh Klingler, B-Dub towards you and therefore towards this show? Well, it's been been going on for a month. It's been a regular occurrence now for the past month or so. I walk into the studio. I get everything set up, pull up the text line, and immediately there are people. And I do think this, this this speaks to the loyalty of our listeners, is the second our show starts, we've got people on the text line informing us of all of the misdeeds that the morning show did. Smart, fair. And now we got to the point, I think it was Casey Kurt who said yesterday, he gave me exact timestamps. He said, 8.13, you're going to want to pull up the audio from Fesco in the morning today. They were taking shots at you. So apparently, they were talking about a story. And I'm, I don't know this, this, the exact story, but it was, I think, told on uh, some interview that Tyron Lou did, right? Former Lakers Oh, I coach. did. Yeah, Tyron, there's a story about Shaq and how Shaq uh, defecated in the shoe of a former player. Darvin Ham. Yes. Right? The, so, I believe so. And then they asked him about it, and he didn't know what was going on. And then they played the audio on TNT or ESPN. I'm not really sure all of the details there, but that is the gist of it, right? Something about the Lakers back in the early 2000s, Shaq pooping in Darvin Ham's shoe. So the morning show did... Uh, I had a discussion about pooping in shoes and whose shoe you would want to poop in. Oh, wow. And the, the conversation sort of evolved or devolved, depending on how you want to look at it. From there, at which point uh, their attention turned to 610 personalities. Here is the clip. It's a short one. <laughs> uh, time for someone to uh, poop in Bob's shoe. Watch out for Schwert. Oh, That's wow. True. Yeah, Nick may do Nick that. Shirt. But I don't take my shoes off at work. Most likely to poo in somebody's shoe here. Oh, Nick Schwartz. Yeah, no question. Yeah, Nick Schwartz would poo in your shoe, watch it through the glass, and bum a cigarette yeah. off you. I mean, what's your answer for who's most likely to do it? Is it? I mean, I want to defend you here, but you're high on the list. You're high <laughs> what do you on the mean? list. You like to prank people. Yeah, I would say you are. You are dusty. Is the correct answer to it's that? It's dusty. It's dusty. Uh, that this, is the correct answer. This one might. This one could be you. Did do I strike you as someone who would ever do that? Though, I would prank people. But would, yeah. I, would I defecate? <laughs> We just, we just, I'm, I'm disgusted by fingernails. You think I'm going <laughs> to let fecal matter? But you'd be pranking somebody else. So I don't know if you care. I don't want to be, I don't even want to be around my own matter. You know what I mean? Why did this start? Where did your feud with them start? And sure. how do we end it? I guess is the question. I tried to end it. Remember? I, I think you know I, what you have to do. Get their shoe. I think you know what you have to that's do. That's how you end it. Yeah, that's how, how you end it. How am I going to get my hands on Fesco's well, just, shoe? Just, well, he says he doesn't take a shoe off at work, so just poop in something else he owns. What else does he own that I could do that? His bag, a sweatshirt. See, oh. how, how is this happening? Now that I, now that you guys see you guys have bad influences, <laughs> now you guys are getting me to do it. Right after I said I wouldn't do it. Look, sometimes drastic measures have to take place in order to let it be known that you're serious about this feud ending. Or does that continue to feud? Are you just supposed to ignore it? I already issued a, a public statement. <laughs> you did. I remember that. And it didn't end the feud. It didn't work. No. You got to take it up a notch. You should start pointing out their mistakes. Maybe that would make them feel better. Like this morning, uh, Bob said that Elton John was a member of the Beatles, which is decidedly not accurate. He was joking, right? He was joking. Mm, hard to say. Had to have been joking. Had to have been. He, said, to have it been so, he said it so matter-of-fact. Well, no one can be sure. Well, Fesco wouldn't have gotten that wrong because he, he had to have been joking because – Fesco was in like college when the Beatles were, you know, touring back in the '60s. So he would have known that.
Are you now making ageism, jo- ageism jokes towards no, him? No, I mean, he's just one of the older people at the station. He's old. He's the second oldest host at the station. Right. So, I mean, he's up there. You know what? You Someone know what? says, actually, Nick, let's make Nick peace. Nick and his Bronco. Oh let's, my God. You know what? I take it back. Let's, let's make peace, Nick. Since they're the oldest show, let's offer them some of the things like they like older, the best. Way older. We could offer them, we could leave some mushed peas for them to eat. Raisin <laughs> bran. For the morning show. You know, offer them good. some video cassette tapes of old Matlock in order for them <laughs> to get through their day. Whatever we need to do to make peace. Offer them some of the things they, you know, the simple pleasures that you can enjoy even as you get older. Like put a little gift basket together? Yeah, yeah. Some like, you know, some uh, butterscotch candies. (laughs) Some Werther's original? (laughs) Oh, yeah. You know, whatever, whatever, you know, a gift card to a a place that you can eat dinner at 4 p.m. The way to do it is the Bronco, though. There's nothing he loves more, right? You You gotta attack what he loves most in this world. He loves his new car. So we can if either go you, friendly and offer a gift basket, or you can did, attack you, his Bronco. You defecated in his Bronco. <laughs> does, he would, have, does he ever leave the top actually, off? It's we, the wrong you season were, for you it. You were worried about getting fired for fi- videotaping. They'll never catch it on camera. If you did that to his Bronco, you probably would be fired. You would be done. They said uh, you don't say. Yeah. I mean, well, are you kidding me? Well, of course I, I would. Only what? if they can prove it. Only if they can I, prove what it. What about right? the cameras that face right out into the parking lot? Do we have cameras? Yes. You sure? We do. Or is this like you're just being paranoid? No, we do. Someone says, open a can of tuna and just hide it in oh, the car. Oh, there we go. Tuna in a can. Tuna in a can. Banana in a tailpipe. You just go straight towards, you know, classic 80s references. Now there are pe- lots of options. Now people are texting mm-hmm. in more old people stuff. Ben Gay is being brought up there. Yeah. Um, life alert. A life alert necklace. <laughs> a life alert necklace. Jitterbug phone. Oh, the jitterbug phone. Yeah. I have seen those. Egg salad sandwich. Bob doesn't strike me as an egg salad sandwich guy. Well, no one would eat that. <laughs> and by the you way, ate it, sir. Maybe, maybe, you ate it. maybe it's worth discussing when we come back from break. There is now a second food item in there that is egregious. <laughs> okay, we'll get to a that. Second egregious food we'll, item. We'll, we'll get to in that. that vending area we'll now that, that the egg salad sandwich is gone. <laughs> so yeah, we'll, we'll do that, and we'll also get into the huge story in the NFL today and what it means for the AFC playoff picture. Listening to Cody and Gold, brought to you by Gan Asphalt and Concrete. For asphalt, concrete, and parking lot maintenance, Gan Asphalt and Concrete. One contractor, all things parking lot. Trusted in Kansas City since 1994. Online at gannasphalt.com. Don't miss Alex's That Betting Show every Thursday night at 7 o'clock, right here on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. What's trending? All right, let's check in on the hot topics. Trending, trending, trending. Number one on what's trending, we heard from Andy Reid earlier today right here on 610 Sports Radio. Injury update, Kadarius Tony, Joe Tooney, back at practice today. Obviously a really good sign. Uh, Tony been dealing with that uh, hamstring injury, and then Joe Tooney's missed the first two games of his NFL career the last two weeks. Uh, as far as McCall Hardman, still on IR, not even eligible to come off it until next week. Andy had mentioned that there's a chance he practices next week. That'll be the Texans game. We were talking about this earlier. It seems like, all right, hold him out, that game as well. Maybe he's ready to go for... Uh, the Seattle Seahawks game. It's that abdominal injury, which we still never really found out what actually happened. No, remember Andy was weirdly coy about it. He, he lost a lot of weight because of it. That's all we know. Like he's, he's, he's started to get weight back according to Andy, but something enough to, to where he lost some weight too. So I don't know. So it could have been like a medical thing, like a medical procedure thing, but Andy was yeah. so coy about it. I guess we'll never really get the full answer on it until McCall Hardman comes back. And maybe he sheds a little bit of light. Remember, like Clyde Edwards-Alaire once had a gallbladder surgery in an offseason. We didn't find out about it until the following offseason. 
So we don't know whether or not they're protecting him. Hopefully he'll be back in the next couple of weeks. Obviously the Texans game, not all that important. Next up on what's trending, Aaron Judge signs a nine-year, $360 million deal to stay with the New York Yankees. Reportedly, the San Diego Padres offered $400 million. We know the Giants were near those figures as well. But Aaron Judge deciding to stick with New York. Nine years, $360 million. There's been other deals done today. Jameson Town last late last night signed for $68 million. But that obviously being the biggest one of the day. Not Arson Judge. Aaron. Aaron Judge. Yeah, not Arson. He's still available if you want. Arson Judge still on the market. There's somebody named Arson Judge out there, I'm He's sure. He's Aaron Judge's size, just teaching him to play baseball. Seems like something, something like that. that. Bad. Uh, next up on What's Trending, sticking with baseball. Last night, I, I don't think many people even realized it was going on, but Major League Baseball switched to a draft lottery. That took place yesterday. The Royals had the fifth best odds uh, to have the number one overall pick. They ended up with the eighth. That sucks. A little bit of a baseball bummer, but... draft, so it's not the same as if all of a sudden you fell from five to eight in the NFL draft. Yeah. Um, but still, the Royals trying know, to year one, year one of the MLB draft lottery. It actually kind of hurt them a little bit. Would have been cool if they benefited them and they were the oh, number one overall well, pick. That would be fun. Maybe next time. Um, pretty good chance based on the Royals' recent history that they'll be somewhere near that order again. But we'll see things as things move on. Next up on Watch Training, the big news out of the NFL: Von Miller done for the year for the Buffalo Bills with a torn ACL. Von Miller is responsible for eight of the team's 31 sacks and will now be 34 years old coming off an ACL tear. Now we're going to talk about this more in just a minute, but a huge loss for Buffalo heading into the postseason. One of the biggest losses of the season for any team injury wise, especially considering what Buffalo is expected to be doing this season. Yeah, we will talk more, as you said, about that massive, massive blow to the Buffalo Bills. Next up, we know the college football playoff. That's been set for a couple of days. TCU is in the dance. They'll take on Michigan in a couple of weeks. Their first-year head coach, Sonny Dykes, already getting a new contract. That's what happens when you put together the 12-1 and season and have an appearance in the college football playoff. Uh, so they're giving him a new deal under contract now through 2028. This new deal puts him in the top three or four in the Big 12. That's why he's getting the extension because he was paid at a middle-of-the-road Big 12 coach, and now I think he'll be a top three paid college football coach in the Big 12. Well-deserved, obviously. You had that kind of season. It is, but also, like, it's... College football is so weird. They just, like... He was there for one year. He got the college football playoff, and they're like, "Uh, new money. You can have a brand-new contract. We don't care. Do anything. Please stay. We're begging you. Isn't it kind of bizarre to just, like, after... Like, imagine any coach any player in any other sport if they were just good for one year you're like here's a mountain of money well there's no other sport that has the ease of movement that college does so you have to do it if you want to keep them there because they can literally take a job coaches and anywhere else coaches and players can can move about all they want and that's why there's like two thousand kids in the transfer and you have to mean this is why even in on a smaller scale the ku contract extension they just gave leipold one one, one of the well no it's the the little what they put in the wording of it, which was that he has to be at least the top half uh, of paid in the big 12. Like, and that's like, that's, that means that contract's probably gonna have to be updated. Finally, he's gonna have to, and they have to do a certain amount of stadium work for that contract to actually be viable. Yeah. Well, that's something we we had highlighted as well, but I think the, the financial end of it, this is kind of just how college football works. Sonny Dykes, not surprising that he's getting a bump. I just think it's like, what a funny sport one year. And they're like, here's more money. Please stay. Yeah. If not, they know someone else would come in. Yeah, they just pay. Well, and here's the thing. If Sonny Dykes uh, does this again at TCU next year, someone else is going to steal him anyway. doesn't matter how many years or money you have just offered him. That is what's trending here on Cody and Gold.
And text line is fired. This text line, save those texts for the morning show tomorrow, please. Ta- save them for the morning show. 913-586-7610. A lot of trash talk towards Fesco happening. Got we just started attacking we got Nick. Loyal, out of we got loyal listeners. Got them all riled up. Save, send those texts in tomorrow morning. You guys get enough. Send those in tomorrow morning and, and let him know that we're well aware of what's going on. Threaten the threaten the uh, the Bronco. Then then we'll see if things stop. Should be enough. Tweets about it like it's he Someone tweets about says, it more than he tweets about his own family. The Bronco. He loves that car. Clearly, that's what we were saying. <laughs> we're gonna let you keep digging yourself that one no, no i mean he I does tweet it. about it a lot he does accurate mm-hmm. do you think he does love it more than i don't know i don't think so i think he loves his family more yeah. but i said he talks about the bronco more right someone says you forgot to mention von miller out for the season we literally just mentioned that and we're about to talk about it again but we literally just mentioned Wait, that, about that that was number three on what's trending cody actually did say that less than two minutes ago uh, we are going to talk about that. Um, <laughs> so Von Miller is out for the season. I mean, this this is a significant loss because he was brought in to get them over the hump. They were all in for this season. He was brought in to seal games, to be the game changer at the end of a football game. We saw it play out a couple times. This year. Played we played out against, against Kansas City. Yep, against Kansas City right here at Arrowhead. And they were going to rely on that in the postseason. And they've already had some other injuries on defense. This this is a huge blow to a team that was relying on his services, and he'd been playing really well. It's not like, oh, they had all these expectations for him, Cody, and he's disappointed. He has lived up to him. He's been having a great season, and they, they thought that he was only going to be out for four weeks. He went in for what they called an exploratory surgery just to see if anything just needed to be cleaned up and what was wrong. And then that when they were in there, they, in the knee, they saw, oh, no, he needs the ACL repaired, and that's why he's out for the season. This is a... This is a massive blow for them because the problem is they did need a guy like Von Miller to get over the hump against the Chiefs. And it bore itself out in that regular season game, just like we were talking about. You know that, like we talk about the Chiefs pass rush as it being an issue. They currently rank seventh in the NFL in sacks, even after just a one sack performance against Cincinnati. We talked about where they finished last year when they were in the bottom six or seven in all sacks in the NFL. It is a problem. Not getting to the quarterback is a problem especially not getting to the quarterback when you're going up against Joe Burrow or Patrick Mahomes or some of the other elite quarterbacks that certainly causes an issue. He is responsible for more than 25% of their entire team sack total this season. I mean, that's crazy. So now you can officially say they're a bad sack team. They don't have a good pass rush for whatever mediocrity they might've been last year. Or during time, they are now a bad pass rush team. That's a huge issue for them. They are the second or third ranked scoring defense in the NFL. You would expect that to change if they just simply can't get to the quarterback anymore because Von Miller was a huge, a huge part of that for them. And this is and now why. they're tied up in money. By the way, just quickly. Yeah. They're tied up in money. He's going to be a 34-year-old coming off an ACL tear. They'll um, 29, they'll um, 20 or 19 million and then 24 million dollars as an age 34 pass rusher coming off of major injury. So like it might not just be a problem for this year. This might be a problem for years for well, them. Well, cuz he was brought in simply to win a Super Bowl this year. I mean that yes. even though it was a multi-year contract, it was really win a Super Bowl this year and he was certainly on their way to helping him do that uh because of how effective he had been. And so yeah, this is huge and let's not kid ourselves. Look at the number 1 seed conversation. We know the Bills schedule's tougher 
than Kansas City the rest of the way. We've highlighted that division. Not only do they have to play Cincinnati out of the division, but they got to play Miami again. They got to play the Patriots again, the Jets again. And so this is significant for those individual matchups. Like that can cost them not just the one seed, but their division isn't done by any means. The Dolphins are right on their ass. Luckily, and technically the Dolphins, beating them, which means if they beat them again. And the Dolphins just lost to the Niners, so that was a huge loss. If the Miami would have beat Sam Then they would have last, the same record. Well, Miami would be the number one seed right now. Wouldn't they? Because they would have yeah, had the tiebreaker over both. I think I think that's how the tiebreaker would have bro- broken yeah, down. So that's why th- this is a huge injury for, yes, Super Bowl, but everything could jeopardize whether they're a wild card team, whether they, like, there's a lot of va- uh, variance in what could happen, right? They, one seed, not winning your division, like all that is still in place still for Buffalo. The Chiefs have this division locked up. Uh, they can win on Sunday and the Chargers lose, and it's a, I think the Chargers lose, uh, and it's officially done. Uh, but the Chiefs, we know the division is not even a question. It's just whether or not you play the one seed uh, or get the one seed, I should say. And I think this news, not that you want anybody to get hurt, but this is good Buffalo's, news in terms yeah. of the Chiefs playoff picture. Buffalo's team was good enough to win a Super Bowl last year without Von Miller. So their season's not over. They don't have to just like yeah. pack up their bags and say, well, guess we can't win a Super Bowl. But but he was the player they had in mind for the get over the hump part of this conversation. It's what made us think going into the offseason that Buffalo had the best roster in the NFL. It's why we thought that they were the scariest team in the NFL because they seemed like they were loaded everywhere last year except pass rush. They go and sign a pass rusher, and he was performing really well as a valuable pass rusher to them, and now they've lost him. So I do think that there's – like the long-term ramifications are just as interesting to me but because they were all in for this season, that's got to be devastating news for them because it could very well impact whether or not they're getting past Kansas City in this postseason again. Like, if they don't get any pass rush in a playoff game, then we're going to look back at this injury and we're going to be like, well, but if they had Von Miller, things could have looked a little different for them. They lose some three-point game in Kansas City and get one sack versus three sacks against Kansas City in an important game. This injury could very well have made a determination about whether or not that was going to make it. We know the uh, winter meetings for baseball have been going on. We mentioned during what's trending, the, the draft and the MLB draft lottery happening for the first time. The Royals end up getting the eighth overall pick. I thought it was interesting what, what J.J. had to say when he was on MLB Network because I I didn't like hearing what he said because to me it tells me that this is still going to be next offseason before maybe they're willing to be as aggressive in terms of making some trades. I'm not telling them – uh, that that they should be out there and, and making these huge, massive signings. That, that was never realistic to me this offseason. But what I thought was realistic was with this young team, with a lineup that's pretty much set, but maybe you would be Seems willing like to trade one of the young pieces to go and find starting pitching because we know that is still, Balance yourself that out is so still the not... key. We all know this. Like, look, yeah. they, these are all Bobby Witt, Vinny Pasquantino, Nick Prado, MJ Malin. All these guys can end up having great first two two months of the season, three months of the season next year. But if the starting pitching is not fixed, we're going to be having similar conversations. But how well, season's um, over and it's Memorial Day. Here's what JJ had to say. He was asked about, you know, being more transactional in the position that they are in at this point. I, I think in time that will come right now because of the youth on our, on our roster. We got to be patient with them, let them develop. Hopefully this time next year, we'll feel a lot better about making trades and completing a team. But we have a lot of not only the pitchers, but our position players are in a good spot as well. We got to let them play, and I think we'll we'll be able to make a better assessment this time next year of where they're going in their careers. Hopefully, this time next year, we'll be in the position to make trades to complete our roster. 
Ooh. Honestly, do you blame him? Every single starter maybe. for their team is in year like two. I understand. That's, er- not- that's an early aggressive move. People trade away valuable players for their roster. They don't normally trade them away when they're 24 and their second year starting. I'm just telling you that doesn't sound much different than what the offseason a year ago was. Or every offseason mm-hmm. forever. And that's Look, why it's frustrating. You're right, you might be right. That might be eventually the correct play. Like we might look back and say, all right. But then my, my only issue with that, even if that is correct, next year, let, let's say all the young pieces, let, let's say the position players, and let's say Brady Singer continues to have a good path forward and looks more and more like they're not even questioning yeah. anymore, even though I think most people are. Even though he started in the bullpen last year and all yep. the weirdness, yeah. So, okay, let's fast forward. It's next November. The Royals are coming off a season where they didn't make the playoffs again, but there was some promise and they, they won. Let's just call it 74 games. And you say, oh, well, now they need to make some trades. That's a big ask to then go and find two starters sure. next offseason and say, oh, well, that now we're ready to go. We know what happened in 2014 and 2015 as an organization, prior ownership, when they felt like they were ready to compete for championships, they did spend money. They did make trades, and it all paid off in the biggest way possible. I get the idea of when you're ready and to compete, go and make the trade. They don't feel like clearly they're ready but to compete this year, Cody. But, man, when I look at that rotate, right now the rotation is what? And I know they're going to sign a veteran or two. I don't doubt that. Yeah. But, you know, what is that veteran going to really be a number one, a number two, or is it going to be a number three and four? At best. It probably. might be their number two, but it's probably he's probably it might be their number two, Most but it might be five. a four or five. And that's the problem. They, he, but here's the thing. I have also asked them to be more transactional. I think they do need to be more transactional as an organization. I've pointed out the way the Tampa Bay Rays operate as a really good signal to do that. But the difference is the Rays don't trade away second year players. They rotate this crew of young players and veterans, and they never hold on to veterans too long. Like I look at like the 2019 Royals. And I tell myself, that's when you were supposed to be transactional. You were bad and had been bad for years. You had Jorge Soler in the middle of hitting a 48 home run season. Get rid of him. You had Hunter Dozier in a career year as a 27, 28 year old third bit. Get rid of him. Whit Merrifield was tradable at that time. Get rid of him. And it's not like you had to trade everybody, but you had across the board a lot of available players who had been in the league for a while who still had value, none of which you were willing to move on from. That's where I, when you're young, how, how, I mean, go ahead. Sorry. No, I was like, when you're a little younger, I feel like we're like, I don't know that his timeline of a year away before transactional kicks in is crazy anymore. What I would ask is though, if, if you're looking at this this timeline. I mean, if you're already saying, "Hey, we're going to basically yeah. use this year," it sounds like Cody this year's an evaluation kind of, year again. Probably fair, right? New manager, new pitching coach for, for all the the heat that Cal Eldred got. Let's find out how how much of a factor he was in the problem. The the, the hopefully it, look the best. I, I hope everybody. Well, I don't was, think he was a factor in the yeah, problems. I, I, but yeah, I hope he was a huge factor because that means that they got they, they, they're, they're they got instantly better, right? I mean, yeah. I, I hope that is the case. Um. But it seems how long, how long is the the timeline that JJ Piccolo's given? Then I mean, if that's the the thought, that means he's that got is, a, he's got to hope that he has time. I, I would think that hopefully he's been ensured that he has quite some time. We know in today's day and age in baseball, you you typically don't. But if, if you're willing, it sounds like, and we'll have a chance to talk to JJ again. But it sounds like this is going to be an evaluation type year again with a new manager, new pitching coach, the same type of uh, young talent on the roster, and find out for sure how they feel about these guys where you would have thought they would have already been able to have that answer. Well, I don't think they do. Here's part of the reason why they're probably thinking that way. JJ has made it very clear both on this show, off the air, whatever, doesn't matter. Yeah. Made it very clear that he thinks the rest of baseball undervalues what they have in the pitching department. 
And look, I don't think it's unfair for him to think that because he's going to say, hey, nobody has more war amongst their starting pitching than us since that draft class. But I'm like, yeah, but you're spreading it out. And before Brady Singer started dominating, nobody was. And there is still so much unknown. Because for us, we're like, yeah, we still understand that you have a lot of talented pitchers, but none of them have worked out outside of Brady Singer, and that only worked out for three quarters of one season. So until there's more evidence that says all these guys are good, I don't know that you want to be banking on the fact yeah, that all these look, guys are good. And this but perfect, getting out of the shadow of Cal yeah. with that starters, that doesn't seem crazy to me. Like in a perfect world, best case scenario stuff is you go into next year and the changes with the manager and the pitching staff and maybe and even more le- leaning yeah. into analytics more than ever, and not even just leaning, now it's face first in analytics, that that will lead to some of the pitchers, young pitchers that have talent, that they can figure out whatever has been their struggles. And then we're sitting here next offseason, Cody, and you feel better about two more pitchers, and then you only are trying to find one pitcher. Look, that's a perfect, that's dream scenarios type stuff, right? Sure. And, if, and that mean, and Bobby Wood Jr. and the young players all. That's a team great, you know, that will flirt with the playoffs yeah. in 2024. Right. Like that. That's the, that's like the perfect, everything came yeah. together, the, the everything aligned, right? That's, it's not impossible, but that's ask that's asking for a lot of good things to go your way. And that's also believing that it was the the pitching staff, the pitching the coach, I should word. say, and also just that you weren't so you weren't in analytics enough that it was that that quick of a switch for some of these guys. We'll, we'll find out. I mean, that's that's gonna be the story of the season again. We'll see. I think they'll end up signing a veteran pitcher in the next week or two, a couple weeks. I kinda think Greinke's coming back. Maybe somebody else. I do else. too. I mean that might be later, but I, I mean Greinke pitched are fine. Coming. Based on what you paid for him, you got value. It's fine. All right, we'll be back at it tomorrow here on the show. We'll get you set for fantasy football with Paul Charchian. We'll also uh, maybe have some more feedback from the morning show on what's going on. There's also something that I think needs to be pointed out. It's Broncos week. That in its own right means there's something wrong with the morning show. We'll explain that tomorrow. This is Cody and Gold, brought to you by Gant Asphalt and Concrete. For asphalt, concrete, and parking lot maintenance, Gant Asphalt and Concrete. One contractor, all things parking lot. Trusted in Kansas City since 1994. Online at gannasphalt.com. Don't miss Royals first baseman slash NFL insider, Vinny Pasquantino. This football season with Cody and Gold. My Twitter is about to unload a football tweets. <laughs> First Jets game that I have free on Sunday. It's, it's go time. 610 Sports Radio. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Oh, 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 Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? 
Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.